Calling in all entrepreneurs, lightworkers, starseeds who are here ready to make impact, more money on this earth and shift to the fifth dimension. Are you ready to ascend? Welcome to another Ascension Codes podcast. My name is Natalie fucking Patterson, and this is the incredible Lewis Huckstep, my beautiful friend. He is a high performance and fulfillment coach. Guys, I'm so excited to have him on the podcast. Thank you for coming, babe. Thank you for having me. And your energy is magnetic. I'm Thanks, sure you get babe. that a lot. And mm. Matt, I was so so inspired by seeing your tour that Aww, you've just come back from. Like, it was literally. You finished two, three weeks yeah, ago. Literally yeah, literally like last week. And then I had my events and my live event the other day. So thank Just finished you. the year strong. Well done. And you've got your event coming up soon as well. Yeah, Jan, uh, not sure when this will be released, but yeah, Jan 13th in, uh, in 2024. So first one. So yeah, really so cool. Yay, amazing. So, Lewis, for those of you who don't know who you are, do you want to share a little bit about who you are, what you do, and what your big purpose here is? Beautiful. Uh, this... Uh, Summary version, the short version. Yep. Diagnosed with Asperger's, autism, ADHD, struggled mentally, emotionally, consciously when I was younger. Had a very emotionally volatile uh, childhood with mum and dad, uh, doing the best with what they they could. Yeah. And I struggled with just anything to do with like people, like mm. how to make friends, how to socialize, how to communicate. Um, social settings were like my kryptonite. <laughs> I wow. still, um, I've still got some, I still, and I still, still get it. Like even coming to this podcast, I've done a lot of work. So it's yeah. like a lot of people say, I can't even tell, but it's like, I've done I a lot of work on it. So, all, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it still definitely comes up. Um, but yeah, done a lot of work on that. And right yeah, on. fast forward, uh, I found an outlet through sports. It was kind of like uh, a way to, I love structure. I love knowing mm. the rules of, of, of life or rules of what to do. Yeah. And so sports was that cause it's rules, set rules, how to play, how to win, how to achieve. Yeah. Cool. And yeah, I had a big, um, big wound around being enough. And that was for my dad and to be to, to earn my dad's love, it was through being an achiever and then sports. He loved sports and that kind of fit, fit the bill. And mm. yeah, I was contracted with a couple of NRL teams between the ages of 12 to 18. Uh, Broncos first and Titans for any rugby league fans out there. Cool. And You're cool. Very cool. Very cool. So that was, uh, that was fun and that was, uh, that was the outlet. But yeah, I had a few injuries um, with this uh, trusty knee on my right mm-hmm. and yeah, just sort of lost the passion for it and then mm. started to get into, I had a vision of being a personal trainer and a teacher. That was like the vision back when I was like 17 and mm. got into the fitness industry. That turned into like a chapter and a half. Uh, I worked for free for two and a half years. We During that period, we did network marketing. So mm. that was my exposure to business. We yep. bring people down to the gym for the training, but then get them onto the network marketing. That Oof. was the business model. So nice. um, did well, made six figures a year when I was 19, 20. Well and then- Bought the business, the gym, uh, yeah. and then when I was 21, uh, no, 20, then opened a second one at 21, opened a third one at 23, yeah. uh, but did it very naively. Yeah, did it like, right. just built um, a business on sand. It's yeah. like, it was just all of, uh, for anyone that's in business, they call it like the uninformed optimist. It's like, yeah. oh my God, this is going to be so so sick. <laughs> and it's like, I wake up, I've got three businesses all kind of making enough money to break even. And I'm like right. working from like, 4 a.m. to getting home at 9 p.m., sleeping, yeah. repeating. It was just like just burning myself out and it mm. was, I didn't have the the outlet. I didn't know my purpose at the time. And uh, obviously I was always doing inner work. I was always doing self-development, mm. professional masterminds, all the good stuff. And in that period, I got clear on what I love and it's definitely personal transformation. It's helping people find their purpose, healing their mm. stuff, working through their, their, their wounds. And 
yeah, made the decision to get out of the gyms and that was about four years ago. It obviously takes a bit of time to sell a business, to close it up, to wrap it up. And yeah, fast forward to that, I, I've I've sold uh, all three of them. Uh, the last one sold two weeks ago. So that was the actual close of a nine and a half year chapter. So that was wow. um, completely closed off, which I'm really, really grateful for. Mm. And for the last year and a half though, I was completely removed from the business. So I... Uh, a proud achievement was actually getting the business to completely run without me. I do an hour there per week with the with the manager there, mm-hmm. and to have a profitable business paying you two three thousand bucks a week gives you ultimate time freedom to do what you love, which is what I do now. Yep. And yeah, my purpose is to expand, heal, and expand consciousness. Uh, mission is to impact a million people to help them live a life on their terms and master all areas of their life from purpose, healing relationships. I do a lot of content on relationships. Mm -hmm. I'm not a relationship coach. I do a lot of work with relationships Mm. because I see a relationship as the magnifying glass to your inner work that you haven't done. And that's why you get triggered. That's why they push your buttons. And that's why you heal so much. And that's why a lot of people struggle with relationships, right? It's Mm. like they shine the mirror. And if you don't have the awareness, the tools and the ability to actually heal through what they're bringing up, it will just keep happening, keep happening, keep happening. Eventually it turns to shit. You can either learn from it and evolve and attract someone better or you blame them and then you attract the same person with a different face and same shit happens right so uh that's why i think people enjoy my relationship content but i ultimately love helping people transform i help identifying those mental constraints those wounds those traumas those limitations those conflicting uh restraints that we have mentally Mm -hmm. emotionally spiritually dissolving that or using whatever uh, tool that's in my toolkit that is the right tool to use Mm -hmm. and then yeah, then it kind of spurs off from there depending on who I'm, I'm working with. So that's me in a nutshell. Oh, wow. Thank you so much for sharing your Thank story. You. Thank you. I loved how you said, you know, looking at someone in a relationship is actually a mirror of you, right? And it's that whole, the old saying of like perception is projection. Yeah. We know that deeply within ourselves, yeah. everything's just us. Yeah. We're just facilitating ourselves, right? And um, the transformation work of us as leaders actually doing the work from within, then that ripples out to our communities. And you've got such an incredible community, babe. Like, Thank you. seriously, well done. For those of you who don't follow Lewis, go and have a look. He's got so many followers and you've been able to build such an awesome community. So Thank you. how was, what is one of the tools or one of the steps that you took to being able to actually build your community? Uh, I started, it would have been back at the gym, like mm-hmm. where we first started, like to get clients and the uninformed optimist, we just posted content, like we just yeah, post cool. before and afters. Uh, we were very cheesy with the stuff we'd post. It was like super like positive thinky shit we would post. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's where it started. We were always big on testimonials, like sharing results cool. and sharing results. So I've been posting content for almost 10 years now, but not as structured and intentional of what I do now mm. and obviously learning from Gary Vee, learning from Russell Brunson, learning from Alex Mosey and like having more intention around what it is that I post but yeah like and for anyone that wants to build build an audience and build a brand like get obviously clear on what is your message, what's your purpose, what's your vision and then what problems are you solving and find the biggest tip that I that made me have the biggest shift was uh, Russell Brunson's book Traffic Secrets and he talks Ooh. about how to drive traffic, how to build an audience essentially. Mm-hmm. And, or oh, it might've been Expert Secrets. I just finished Expert Secrets. Yeah. So I think it might've been in there when he talks mm-hmm. about the Dream 100. Does he talk about that? And that might no, be traffic. It might be traffic. Might yeah. be traffic. So go read his trilogy. They're all fantastic. Yeah. And he just talks about like find people that are already having, who already have your audience. So yeah, find, nice. um, he says find a hundred. I found like 10. I found 10 people. <laughs> And he just said, just model what they're doing. So they've got an audience for a reason. And if, and if it's the audience you want, then just model what they're doing. 
if anyone play a game at home, pull up my profile and pull up Jay Shetty's profile, put them mm. side to side, they look exactly the same. Wow. He does quotes, reels of himself or his work, his podcast, whatever it is, and then funny, wholesome, uh, all different people's reels. And that's exactly what I do. Wow. So I do four a day, four on Insta- four posts a day on Instagram, two TikToks a day, two podcasts a week, and then I have an assistant who then repurposes it on other platforms. But uh, right. on Instagram and TikTok, that's me, uh, and the podcast is me. Uh, the rest, my uh, assistant just repurposes it on the other uh, other socials, but and obviously then do that for a long period of time mm-hmm. and check and obviously keep up to date with what it is that's working, what's not working. Yep. Don't fall into the trap of only posting things that go off and give you views and give you reach because then you be- you might become something that you're not actually that passionate about. And I'm I've, I have been guilty of that one. So mm. yeah, find out what problems that you have. Simple rule that Alex Mosey has in his book, Hundred Million Dollar Leads. Yes, is hook, retain, reward. If you just Get a really good hook, retain them, make it entertaining, use your personality, be authentic. That's something you're very good at. And then reward them with whatever you hook them with at the start. Mm. And just, again, you'll just find your your, your quirks, your, your your ways of doing things. For anyone that checks out my content, I'm the most unpolished person on the planet. <laughs> like I literally would have this, like we've got a white light here. I would have my tripod, my phone, record on TikTok, just use the app TikTok, yeah. record it, finish it, click captions. It will put the captions on there for me, yeah. put some little background music on it and post yeah, and it's nice. like I don't. I do have people that do polish my stuff up a little bit, but eighty percent, ninety percent of the stuff that's actually got to me the reach doesn't come from the polished stuff. So so interesting. I've heard that so many times. I've got another a couple of friends that have gone viral so many times, and it's always the unpolished stuff. And it's even funny, like the reels that or the TikToks for me that have gone viral yeah. are all unpolished. Yeah. And then it's like I really love polished yeah. stuff because it looks beautiful for the visual in me. I love yeah. this, and yeah. though. So awesome. Thank you for sharing your tips. I so appreciate it. Are you a coach that is wanting to hit 10K months consistently? You're wanting to learn the energetics, the mindset, and the mission statement of what you're here to bring into humanity. If you're wanting to learn the strategies, the systems of how I've been able to hold a million dollar business in my second year, babes, I have got something juicy for you. I have created a business and spiritual container called Unity Consciousness for the purpose of allowing you to access your innate gifts, to help you level up in your business and help you make consistent cash flow that you can then go out and live your most joyous freedom lifestyle. If you would like to find out more, click on the link down below. So tell us a little bit about what was it like to overcome self-sabotage in your business, you know, growing to the the big audience that you have. What was it like for you at at growing to different milestones of like 100,000, 200,000? Did it feel different? Was there any self-sabotage that got there? Was there anything that you had to overcome to grow your following? Uh, the short answer is yes. Uh, not so much with the audience. Um, I think in business and life, definitely relationships, um, in terms of like growing the audience, once you've got something that works, double down on it, improve, 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 but business relationships, definitely. Mm. I've got a different view on self-sabotage. I don't believe. That's actually why I wanted, I was like, I want to bring it up because I know that it's something that you love speaking about. So tell us your theory. Beautiful. So my, uh, view on it or the way I I see what self-sabotage is is you never self-sabotage, you only realign with how you view yourself to be. So let that sink in for a little bit. Wait, say it one more time, say it one more time. You never Mm self-sabotage, you just realign with how you view yourself to be or your identity, your beliefs or whatever it is. Example of that, you believe, and there's a common one I keep finding, I'm not lovable, I'm not worthy of love, I'm not enough, some some cousin of that. And then you get into a relationship, 
but you've got the belief and the ego always will prove itself right even if it's limiting it also yeah. wants to avoid pain so it will avoid your traumas and wounds because it doesn't want to feel it or go there so if you get into a relationship but you believe you're not worthy of love you're not enough you're not whatever then you will ruin or self-sabotage the relationship mm. to come back to be someone who's unlovable so that's how i see it so well, that's where to what people i guess view as self-sabotage is yeah. just them trying to do things that aren't aligned with them and it's about okay is it a conflict with values are you mm. actually doing things you're inspired to do like mm. i would assume with what you do Absolutely. we all have moments where we can't be fucked or tired or sick or whatever's going on but i'd assume you have a lot of energy to want to do what you do right absolutely so it's aligned with who you are your vision your purpose your values mm. etc but then the other layer to that is the limiting beliefs which is the self-sabotaging part of it it's like okay um we'll talk about you've you've hit a milestone with your money uh, yes. this year which is fantastic so yep. it's like i'm assuming you've had uh, an assumption i would make is you've had limit blocks that you've had to then overcome oh, to totally. yeah beautiful so and it's just unlearning and dissolving or whatever tool or i guess yeah. words that you want to use so yeah that that's how i do it so it's um i had one literally what's today say thursday i had it this morning so i had a coaching session this morning and beautiful client i love this quote it's from peter crone to to the degree that you resist reality is the degree that you suffer so if you let that sink in for a little bit so what does that mean whenever there's resistance mm. It's showing, it's like, where's there's smoke? There's probably fire. Mm. So when I'm coaching someone, you're just looking for resistance, a trigger, mm. vocal tension. I've got tons of stories I can share about this, but the one literally was from this morning. Uh, so she's a client and she's like, okay, it's about posting content actually. So it probably fits the conversation. So, great. so she's, uh, she's posting content and in her words, she, I just struggle or uh, delay or procrastinate being authentic with my content. So mm -hmm. she'll post like other people's stuff, repurpose stuff and not be authentic. So for me, that's resistance. Yeah. So in my, my, my mind, I'm always trying to find the earliest moment the belief was downloaded. Yeah. So instead of s dissolving something from two weeks ago, you want to go to where it happened, whatever. So I, I, went to, I asked her, Keish, if you're watching this, uh, so I said, Keish, go back to the first time and experience you had where being yourself was painful mm. or being authentic or expressing yourself got you pain or got hurt or was a negative experience. And she's like, her, she found it straight away, which is awesome. She, she's done a lot of work. So she got there pretty quickly and she was in year, uh, sorry, she was seven years old. She was in a computer class and the, and she was just having fun and enjoying herself. And the teachers told her why you think you're smart. You, um, you call yourself an Australian and you can't even spell Australia. And then she took that quite personally. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, and she was having fun. She was enjoying herself. And then we got to the crux of it. I said, what was the decision that you made about yourself in that moment? And I believe word for word, uh, I want to get the words right. It was, I, it was something along the lines of I'm, I'm not worthy to be myself. It was something along the lines of that or it's painful if I be myself. Sorry, wow. I'm not worthy of being heard. That was her words. <laughs> if you sit with that for a little bit, for a seven-year-old, for anyone, yeah. for a 20-year-old, for fucking anyone listening to this, if you live in a world because we always make our beliefs true, that's the one trait of the ego, she doesn't want to be heard because she's not worthy of it. So her being authentic in her content, she'll have resistance to it because she's her ego doesn't want to do that because that's going to be painful because mm -hmm. being heard is painful. And I've got tons of examples of that. So then we dissolve that and we do the process, shoulders drop, you let it out come to center and I, how do you feel? And she's like, I feel lighter, I feel free, feel less ease, feel less tension. I said, beautiful. So mm. say you were to film some content today and be authentic, how would you feel? She's like, I, I feel excited about it. I feel, like, I feel like there's not the resistance there. So 
Yeah, so when it comes to finding what's causing the self-sabotage, just look for where you're not okay with life, Mm -hmm. where you're not okay with your past, your upbringing, your trauma, your childhood, your fucking parents, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Wherever there's resistance, that's the smoke. Follow that vein to wherever the uh, download happened Mm -hmm. and then dissolve that using whatever technique, whether it's timeline therapy, hypnotherapy, NLP, uh, I know a good friend of ours, Cody, his his technique is one, Martini is another style. I have an ego dissolving technique, which I love using. Dissolve it, heal it, process it, integrate it, whatever word you want to use. And then because you've now removed the limitation, that resistance should dissipate, mm-hmm. depending if you've integrated it properly. So that's kind of the game I play. The game I play with my clients is where is there resistance? And yeah. now let's find where it's coming from. Dissolve the resistance and then you get to be more expressed, more authentic, and a better version of you. Yes, I love that. And thank you for sharing that. You know, when people come more into alignment, you can see it in their face. You can see it in their body. There's this there's this authenticity piece that just oozes through. And it's like, of course, babe, this is who you're truly meant to be. So, yeah, yeah as a coach, I love seeing the transformation in yeah. clients. And I can see it in so, your face so and in your body too. That yeah. that's, that's the piece, right? Yeah, it's right. the thing that lights you up. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the one. cool, babe. Well done. Well Thank done. You. Thank you. And so what about your, what has been one of the biggest pieces you've actually had to overcome yourself as a leader? Um, I'll go with leadership because you said leader. Uh, definitely everything that we're speaking about. And it's like coaches generally use the use the tools that they needed the most so yeah. uh so i definitely have had my fair share of healing um mm. my dad was definitely my my main source of my stuff so mm. uh just being being enough being uh i guess di- being diagnosed with asperger's was um quite a challenging period for me it mm. wasn't it's i had a i did a talk the other night and some one of the questions was how did you overcome i guess the limitations that can come with something like that yeah and You'd, everyone's doing the best of what they have. And when you're that young and you don't understand self-development, rewiring beliefs, dissolving stuff, it's like you become, you, you make those beliefs true, like I said earlier. So I thought I was different. I thought I was weird. I thought I was socially yeah. awkward. It's like I could, I just believed whatever the doctor or whoever it was that told me who I defined who I was. So for me, unlearning, the biggest shift for me when it comes to leadership, owning who I am authentically, being I very much adopted what a leader looked like through someone else's lens like you're yeah. gonna be like that sort of tyrannical hard fucking decision maker it's like that's not me it's like yeah. tell me like what's your thoughts like be open with me like i i've had sessions with my team back in the gym chapters where it's like it they they open up and they 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 tear they heal they go through their stuff because that's mm-hmm. actually what's stopping them from being a better leader in their position rather than say you're fucking shit get out of here or find someone else like yeah. that's that was probably my biggest leadership um, challenge was just understanding what type of leader I am and yeah. actually working on that. Um, I love John C. Maxwell. If you've gone down his rabbit hole, he's been fantastic. Jocko Willick was fantastic. Simon Sinek was fantastic. So just look, I'm learning my shit. Like work yeah, pretty much like what I just unraveling, was unraveling all the years of conditioning and programming yeah. and just like figuring out, cool, how old were you when you were like, 
when you were yeah. told that you were Asperger's? Uh, I, I, the story that I, I, the age I was, I think, five, six years old, yeah. uh, the story that I have that I think sort of sparked like me going to get tested yeah, yeah, is yeah. my mum, it was my first day of kindergarten, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure, or prep or whatever they called it. And like the school called my mum and said, get down here, you got to get your kid. And she, right. she drove down and apparently, I can't remember it, but apparently I was like ripping the teacher's hair out, like freaking out. Right. And I, I don't know why, I would assume overstimulated because right. my nervous system was so fried and like that, I guess autism is that that's quite a trait of it. So you're really overstimulated. That's why yeah. I love breath work. That's why I like regulation. Yeah. So um, yeah, so that the, I'm from Norfolk Island. If, if you, do you know where that is? Not many. No. Tiny, tiny, no tiny island between here and New Zealand. So they yeah. flew me to Australia. Uh, to get tested and they gave me the certificate this is who you are and yeah i would i think around five or six years old i actually don't have the actual definite date but around there Mm, and so then is all the programming that comes not just with i'm assuming your family but then like the friends and then the schooling and then all the little pieces yeah Mm. just everything we your journey babe yeah it's yeah yeah it's just it was what i was talking about before with that client it's just finding where where am i root cause yeah where am i where's my resistance where do i get triggered where's my wounds showing up and then finding the cause of it, the download, the decision, the trauma, traumatic event, and then, yeah, doing your own work, taking your own medicine. So, mm. um, yeah, that's a journey I don't think I'm ever going to stop. Yes, I love that. I love that. The true entrepreneur, hey, that's always always willing to go to the depth of yeah. the soul so yeah. that you can actually transform yourself. Nice, nice. I like that quote from Cody. Um, he says, like, you can only lead others to the depths that you've led yourself or you explored your own world. So yeah. that heavily resonated with me because we wear the mask, we wear the fasona, we got to show up and be the leader. And yeah. There's obviously a time for that. Like when everyone's freaking out, you've got to be strong, you got to be, you got to mm. hold the space. But yeah, definitely yeah. for anyone who wants to be a better leader, work on you. Like, yeah. work, obviously learn the tactics, learn how to communicate, mm-hmm. learn the, mm-hmm. yeah. the systems processes aspect of things. But yeah. everyone says it, like Tony's said it for, for decades, like success yeah. is 80% mindset, 20% skills. And most people just over index for the skills. So the skills are actually pretty easy. Read a fucking book and yeah. you get there, right? But yeah. work on your shit and find how to do that in a consistent way. There's not that many people that I know that can that actually do that. Yeah, cool. Thank you. Babes, are you wanting to fucking build an empire and be an embodied millionaire? Okay, I've got you. The Oracle is a 12-month mastermind full of women that are already peaking at 15, 20, 30K months and are wanting to fully embody the codes of the millionaire. This 12-month mastermind is nothing like I've ever done before. There is three retreats that'll be all around Australia. You get in-person events three times a year, plus access to my Light Codes practitioner training, as well as chickens and a dashboard every Tuesday and every second Thursday a training. This is for the boss babes that are wanting to build their fucking empires that are fully pioneering movements. If this is speaking to your soul and you know you want to be called forward into a higher realm of intuition, of dedication and full devotion to your mission, the link will be down below. What was what was the point? I know you explained before about, you know, having your gyms. What was the the point, that moment where you were like, I have to find my purpose? Hmm. And how was it that you found your purpose? Yeah, I don't my experience with purpose was a funny one. So I uh, and this I love Cohen Ray and he's changed my life. Go check out Cohen Ray's stuff. Um, he's mm. fantastic. But um, a downside of of what I experienced with him is he is a, a business mastermind, but he does a lot of yep. personal stuff too. Like he talks about values, he talks about leadership, and he does like a full sort of the full holistic side, which and is awesome. AI and <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely like that now. Uh, back when I was there, AI wasn't wasn't really around, but. Uh, but anyways, we sat down and it's like the quarterly planning. So every quarter, I recommend doing this every quarter, by the way, for anyone listening, but, uh, every quarter you go through and you redo the whole plan. Yeah. What's your, what's your purpose? What's your mission? What's your vision? What are your values? And then what's the plan for yourself and your business? So what are you doing three years, 
two years, 12 months, et cetera, all the way down to daily outcomes. And I just remember the first time I sat in the room, I'm like 21 or something at the time or 22. Mm. And I sit down, it's like pen and paper and it's like first question on the page, what's your purpose? I'm like, how the fuck do you answer that? No, like, how do you answer that question? It's like, that's a pretty hard, like for anyone listening who's done, like, and I hadn't done a lot not, of, not a lot of self-development. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck yeah. does this word even mean? I was like, no. to help people? I, I don't know. Like, I, did, I didn't know where to start. So, um, so that was, I guess, this, I guess the start of that journey. Um, a big shift for me was definitely John D. Martini. So yes. he's, uh, he's probably my number one mentor that's um, shifted the way I view the world and he's made the most impact on, on me. He do, uses values a lot, talks about your voids, create your values, your uh, your your purpose is an expression of your highest value and mm -hmm. therefore your highest value comes from your biggest wound. So your purpose is an expression of your biggest core wound. So that's how I teach it. Yeah. So that's the, um, that's the balance. Greater the pain, greater the purpose, greater the wounds, greater the wisdom. Yeah. Your biggest core wound once healed and that's the key part, once you heal it, that exp an expressed version of that is your purpose. Mm. Now that took me a while to piece together. So I, I came, came across John's work through Kerwin, actually, because Kerwin had uh, John Martina on his podcast, and that's where I entered his world. So cool. that was a while ago. That was maybe six years ago. So then I learned about values and actually being okay just doing whatever the fuck I want to do. Like, nice. as simple as that sounds. It's like, yep. if you don't feel like doing something, you don't have to do it. <laughs> like, wow, that's crazy, right? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Really? Whoa. Thank you for the permission. I yeah. accept. I accept. And it's like, it's like you and me can uh, f have fun with it because we've done so much work yes. collectively. But yeah. there was a moment where that shifted for me. There was a, I went to an event and he was someone who's been trained through John's work. And mm -hmm. He was teaching values. So um, John's version of it. And there was a guy in the room and it just really landed for me. He's like, mm. You go through your values of like your values is your life priorities. What what's most meaningful to you? It's not freedom. It's not uh, it's not honesty. It's not integrity. It's not those are all traits and emotions. People mm. say freedom. If you had ultimate time and financial freedom, what would you do? Mm. Go to the gym, health, hang out with your family, family, spend time with your partner, relationship, go travel, experiences. Those are values. So it's yeah. like what actually lights you up. And we did the process, and there was a guy on the back, Dion, his good friend of one, and I said, mate. I feel really bad. Like I don't have family on my values. It's mm -hmm. like, why do you have to have family on your values? Whose whose values are you projecting onto yourself? And that was like, fuck, I do that all the time. Mm. I was like, shit. It's like to actually get clear on what's authentically you. Yeah. What lights you up? What are your values? And just been giving yourself the permission to be okay doing them. Mm. So like, I like a good Saturday night for me. Sometimes like I'm. It was funny. I'll be like with my beautiful fiance, just watching a movie, and I'm like, babe. I feel like watching, I feel like filming a podcast. I'm gonna show up to the studio and film film podcast. Yep. It's like people, some people like going out and partying. There's not, no right or wrong with that. Some people overcompensate, and that's their means. We'll get through that later. But if that actually inspires them, all means go for it. It's like yep. I want to film a podcast on a Saturday night. Mm. It's like that no. inspires me. Coaching is my highest value. I do a ton of coaching. I see this is coaching, so Certainly. this is coaching for me. Yeah, uh, I coach a lot. Um, so yeah, that. De full circle to your question. When I got into John's world and I learned about values and he also teaches purpose, I've re um, built my way of doing purpose using his method and then uh, added onto it. Cool. But yeah, if anyone that uh, wants to get clear on their purpose, what's your biggest core wound? Yep. That can be a challenging question because that can bring up trauma and unhealed mm. stuff. So do it in a safe space. Once you've healed it, if you don't know how to heal it, hit me up or find <laughs> someone to help you through that, whether it's a plant medicine journey, whether it's a therapist, psychotherapist, uh, a sound healer, a meditation healer. Like there's so many ways to heal. There's so many modalities out there. Uh, once it's healed, then express it. Yeah. So you might have been someone who really struggled. There's a beautiful client I've got. She's just gone like absolutely viral on like yes. social. So cool. She had so like this cool. beautiful, um, she does hair and I'll show her profile afterwards. Yes. And she 
had like this beautiful like the content was stunning way way polished than mine i'm like this is beautiful this shit is beautiful beautiful, beautiful, beautiful shit. shit and she's like oh i'm just thinking about just doing this tiktok i'm scared i'm like fucking do it like got it go. got rid of the resistance and she did it yeah and like within i think it was within a month like two or three went off and she mm. gained within a week three hundred and fifty thousand followers on tiktok wow and then instagram went off she went from one thousand to a hundred and thirty thousand in a week i'm like you're gonna overtake me. I'm like, whoa! So, um, so her name's Carrie. Carrie's hair, I think. I'll get that right. Carrie's hair. Yeah. Um, she's she's amazing. And anyway, so she we we're doing purpose with her yeah. and getting clear on her. She's one of my one-on-one clients. And she, I said, what was your biggest cool wound? And she's like, oh, I felt ugly. Like she was the skinny girl at school. People mm-hmm. would laugh at her about how skinny she was and her hair and her whatever and whatever. And like, ironically, what are you most passionate about? She was already doing it. Beauty and right. her purpose is to show that um, beauty is ageless. Mm, and because that. she had so much pain and her core wound was around her appearance, so that's where it comes from. So, well, yeah, that's the purpose process anyways. How beautiful. Thank you. And so what is your what is your big purpose? Uh, to heal and expand consciousness. So yeah, cool. for me, and where's the wound come from? Uh, the emotional volatility. My nervous system was absolutely fried when I grew up. Yeah. Um, Lacking the consciousness part for me comes from just not having awareness. I use awareness and consciousness interchangeably. Mm-hmm. Just not having the awareness or the toolkit to be able to communicate, to regulate yeah. my emotions, to actually calm the fuck down, to freak out like I pulled the teacher's hair out. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, just being able to actually check in with my nervous system, to actually yeah. calm myself down, to know what I want, to have yeah. awareness and consciousness on what do I want. I, I'm not sure if anyone can relate to this. I don't know what who the fuck I was or what the fuck I wanted when I was growing up. Totally. Go to uni, get a job, blah, blah, blah. So, the yeah, program. was lost to shit, the Matrix, right? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that was, yeah, so was really hurt and wounded, which was the healing part, and then just lost to shit, didn't know who I was, where mm-hmm. I wanted to go. That was the uh, That was the consciousness part. Wow. Thank you so much. So fucking cool. Thank, Thank you so much for sharing all your wisdom today. Thank you. And one final question. If you could give someone any piece of advice to help them through the healing journey, what would it be? Mm. So many came, came up just then. I had to pick one. Find the right person to do it with. Ultimately, yeah. it depends where you're at with it. If you're like super new, if you're like fuck, I've never done, I've never opened up Pandora's box. Like you don't want to necessarily just fuck it. Let's dive straight into it. Uh, like depending where you're at. If you're brand new to it, find someone. That would be yeah. my recommendation. Like I wouldn't have been able to do my work without the teachers and healers that I worked with. Uh, the people that have done a little bit more work and you're aware of it. Uh, what I pretty much said earlier in the podcast, like be aware of the resistance. Yeah where there's smoke, there's generally fire, find where it's coming from and yeah, integrate those parts because until you don't, I, I like the quote that you attract people and circumstances to trigger your unhealed wounds. Mm. So the resistance is the trigger. That's the that's actually the gift. That's mm. where I say triggers are your gifts because they're revealing where, where the healing can be done and mm. you just follow the vein, find where it is, use your techniques, use your tools to integrate, process and heal. So yeah, depending where you're at with your journey, if you're brand new, just find the right person who's got results, they're walking their talk yeah. and they make you feel safe. They make yeah. you feel safe. That's probably the, um, because I've had people that have come to me and said they've done te- therapy for 10 years and I take care of it in a couple of hours. And yeah. that's no knock on traditional therapy, kind of, but it is, <laughs> but kind of depending on who you're talking to. Uh, but it's like so a lot of them say, I just didn't feel safe. Like this person was so intense. They're so like sort of book, like smart, yeah. but it's like they they hadn't done their work. And yeah. a lot of, 
funny, a lot of people oh, get into therapists because the therapy because totally. they're um that's their shit and that's yeah. their way of co compensating and projecting their stuff. So yeah. finding someone who's done their work, they're yeah. actually at peace, they love themselves, they've done their work, they've gotten proven results, and you feel safe around them, mm. uh, or to be safe around them. Uh, that would be extra layer on that that answer mm, thank you so much for sharing i so deeply appreciate that thank you my queen. and guys for those of you who are not following lewis please go there uh underneath here the link is down below go and check out his stuff he is so fucking deep and so integrated i've absolutely loved having you, you on thank you so much for coming and sharing your wisdom Guys, thank you for listening. If you would like to leave a review, please go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I love you all deeply and I will see you soon. Have you always been curious about light language? Wanting to learn more about energetics in the fifth dimension? Are you wanting to break through from your current level of dimension of where you're at? If you get 5D activated, you'll get everything that you want. I have created the most comprehensive light language modality in the world. Join me January 18th, 19th, 20th in person in the Gold Coast with me and my beautiful team to help you become a light co-practitioner. This is the first light language practitioner training literally in the world. You'll be a certified light code practitioner. You'll also be a certified light code healer. We will teach you about tapping into your past lives and all about the psychic gifts that you innately have. If you would like to find out more, click on the link below or the link in my bio.